We are back. Yep. Finally. Listen. Some, finally miss, some shenanigans. Yes. Do y'all miss our, <laughs> our madness and our shenanigans? We are back, you guys. We had the last couple of weeks. So, like, I think the beginning of last month, we did just shenanigans. And then we did the race where we yes. went to the fancy studio mm-hmm. and recorded that one. And then, of course, we had one featuring uh, Darrell Patterson, which... I, I go to bed to that to that one. Yeah, it's so inspirational. It, I mean, it was, he's, and you know, it's it's great talking to him. Yes, I got so many messages and so many likes and posts and all this mm-hmm. stuff about how inspirational his episode was. So yes. thank you again, Darrell. Yes. You are amazing. Continues being great, and I done sent him. Have I sent him two people? I sent him somebody that that guy that I talked talked to y'all about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, I made sure Before I made the that connection. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I really want. I can't wait to see that picture or that uh, see a video of that run there with needs all to be of them. Something. Yep. So. But of course, like we said, um, we did talk about the race um, one time before, and the race is here. It's this weekend. It's this weekend. The race right here in Atlanta, Georgia. The I hope showdown. y'all gonna be there. Yes. Because she gonna be there. I'm and, gonna be there. I'm gonna, gonna be running my miles. We are gonna check in with the coach here a little <laughs> yes. later. Yes. Um, yes, to yes. see uh, is it the final time? Is she ready? You know, is she gonna get out there and is she gonna do it? So, uh, just you know, stay tuned to that part of the mm-hmm. uh, of the episode. But the race is here. Um, the yes. expo's on Friday. So you, if you're in town, I don't care if you're running the race or not. You need to come out to the expo. Right. They got a speaker series. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be there. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be recording a, a podcast while we're there. So if you come out, we may interview you for the podcast um you never know who we're gonna pull to come sit down you you know to come in and speak with us you know so uh we're gonna be there with the doors open i'm guessing yes yeah so so we'll be there all day on friday all day um the Uh, expo is until mm -hmm. seven o'clock okay so you have time after work to come on down so definitely do that down at impact church Yes. So, um, mm-hmm. don't miss us. We'll be right there as soon as you come in the door. As soon as you come in the door, and our bright shiny faces. I'm definitely going to uh, try to get us so we can be Facebook Live. Yes. So, um, just you know, check out our Facebook pages so that you can find us. Yes. So it's gonna be really exciting. It's race weekend. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about this anxiety that I have. I'm really excited about race weekend, but I'm like, oh my god. But isn't it, I mean, anytime, well, let me just say this. Number one, as many times I've made goals for races, I've probably hit it twice. My two, my half marathon PR and my marathon PR. Yeah. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I understand the anxiety, but it's an an electric. It's an electric. I'm excited. I Mm -hmm. think it's, I always tell myself the anxiety, the nervousness that I have Uh before leading up to a race, usually on race day, it transitioned into positive. Yeah. Positive. uh, What's the word? I don't know. It, it just produces into positivity. So I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. And Darrell, there goes that word that you have me paying attention <laughs> to it now. <laughs> um, anyway, but I really, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about being out there with people. I'm excited about just being able to do it. And someone asked me yesterday, when's the last time you ran a half marathon? And I'm like, when is the last time I ran a half marathon? It was this, it was this race last year. So it was before my full marathon. It was after my full marathon. So it's been an exact year and a week since I've done a full marathon. Okay. I've raced this year, but it hasn't been the distance. Gotcha. So well, it's been a full year. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just great. You know, go out there and enjoy yourself. I'm excited. Really. Yeah, yeah, go out there and enjoy yourself. And that's what someone else said. Just have fun. And I plan on doing that. I'm excited and I'm just, I'm actually ready to get it over with. You ever get to that point? I think majority of people yeah. for like fall marathon season or even any marathon training plan, like you get to those last couple of weeks when it's right before tapering yeah. and you're uh-huh. like, I'm over this. I'm over <laughs> it. Like you just want it to be done. Yeah. Uh, you want race day to be there and get done with because you've been, you know, you've been pounding the pavement for me it's been 16 yeah. weeks yeah so i'm excited you know what i decided though i think because actually i'm not a big i always said i'm not a big person that likes to travel to races mm-hmm. but i think that adds a little bit extra excitement oh it does like when you're getting like if you're going to for run sure. chicago or you're getting ready to go run new york oh it does the people that just got back you know from running berlin yeah. you know i'm sure that adds that little extra bit of excitement it I does think, i think i'm gonna get into that yeah i uh. think so my thing about traveling and doing mm-hmm. races is that when you are doing it in atlanta we know the the left the right the hill the curve the turn the, blip, yeah. the whatever so i think mentally you get caught up in that Whereas when you go run somewhere that you've never ran, I think you're more, your mind is more open. Your body is more open to receive something that you, an experience that you've never done. So I think there's automatically, there's no preconceived anything regarding that. And I think that's the excitement of running in a new place. You get to travel and see the cities on foot. 
and mm-hmm. you already don't know what you're coming up against. So it's all new. Yes. So that's why I love the fact that I do want to do 50 hats and 50 states. Like that alone is just exciting for me. Yeah, exactly. Well, oh. we really are wishing you luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And please don't forget. So I want everyone that's running a half marathon, make sure that you're looking out for something, something special at mile two. So you will Deuce. still be fresh. You will still be excited. Adrenaline will still be going. You won't be giving us the stank face or whatever. <laughs> you will be excited <laughs> by mile two. So for those that are running a half marathon, look up for mile two. Because we got something special for you. Yeah, that's our mile. Mile yes, two. Yes, mile two. The run duo. Duo. Exactly. So take pictures. Whatever you need to do is going to be cute. So definitely do that. Now, you know what I want to talk about. Come on with Ooh, it. That Berlin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, Let Berlin me. Marathon, it was amazing. Never, ever, ever disappoints. No, Berlin never disappoints. Let me tell you. And I guess fast course obviously right yes but it's like the performance just keeps getting better never and better i mean berlin got it on lock i mean yes. that it's still that's that's probably one of the one the few marathons i would actually want to go and watch yes. i'm not a big you know person to go watch marathons mm-hmm. except to cheer for you know people i actually know right. but that is one i would want to be at the finish to see because it's it's it, it, it never fails. It's always mm-hmm. a, a great a great show. And this one did not fail. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little like, well, Kipchoge's not running. Mm. You didn't want to watch it? I mean, it wasn't like I wanted to watch it, but I was like, okay, so who's running if he's not running? And I'm like looking through the names. I'm like. So mm. this is my thing. A lot of these people, a lot of the runners that are still running these races, they train with Kipchoge, though. Like, they're out in this yeah. camp. Like, they're yeah. doing this. They're out there. So I knew that he was going to put up a good time. And sidebar, congratulations okay. to everyone that even was Ash, non-elite, yeah. non-elite that, that finished. ran the race, that finished and did their thing in Berlin. Congratulations from here and far. Exactly. But, of course, y'all know who we talk about. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> so, I mean, it is, okay, if you thought he was going to run a good time, then you must have had a crystal ball because this man has DNF, what, three times? Mm-hmm, yes. He's DNF three times. Mm-hmm. If not last year, the year before, his manager dropped him because he felt like he was not putting in the time. Mm-hmm. So actually, when I saw his name, I was like, he ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So come, what is it? Was it Saturday, Sunday morning? Mm-hmm, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Um, I taped it. I didn't actually watch it live. I went my butt to sleep. Right. Same. <laughs> I, I didn't watch time. it live. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching it. and I'm like, okay. He's he's up, you know. There he is. He's up with the guys. Mm-hmm. But I was think I was more looking at um, Legese. I think that's who I was looking at more than anybody else. Anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then at that point where Bekele kind of lost touch mm-hmm. with the leaders, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's it. Wrap. Yeah, that's. But a I wrap. think that goes to show you that anything can happen in a marathon. Well, that's why I love a marathon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I love the marathon. But I was like, he's lost. Okay, he's he's not he's he's not gonna do it. And the way he came back, back. the, the way, comeback was real. I mean, and I mean, I don't know if in an article it said the reason he lost touch because he was having problem with his hamstring. Mm-hmm. That he was, that's why he slowed down for that period of time. Right, gutted it out, came back, and the way he went past those other two runners, right, like they were standing still, steam, just holla in two seconds. I was when he with when he was within that that in that ten second I was counting down. Come on, man! Come on, yes. ten! It was nine. Like, oh, come on! Oh. Come on! Two seconds, two seconds away from the world record and either placing or beating Kipchoge like that is amazing. But okay, so we can call it the Kipchoge effect because two people mm-hmm. in that race ran times that a year earlier would have been world records, right? So, so it keeps getting better and better. When is it? When is, I mean, now he, okay. At this point, when now is I know, it what? it's just going to keep getting better and better. Who is the best runner in your, with their, with their mountains of work? Cause right now everybody giving goat to, uh, to Bekele because not, I mean, yes. Kipchoge has the marathon world record mm-hmm. by two seconds. Mm-hmm. Bekele has cross country world championships. Mm-hmm. He has the fastest time in the 5K and the 10K, multiple Olympic gold medals. 
I get that. I don't know. There's just a certain level of respect that you have to put on a marathon. That's for me, though. But like, this is my thing. It's too, to me, at yes, this point. Yes, it's two seconds. At this point, they're dead heat in the marathon. Right now, that's what I'm going with. Two seconds to me. Of course. That's a dead heat so, in the marathon. So listen to this, Tommy. So something that I, someone, and it was a conversation mm-hmm. going back and forth. They said, what do y'all think that, Kip, that Kipchoge is thinking right now? I said, oh, he's excited. Because when you see Kipchoge run a marathon, he's always like, come on. Like mm-hmm. if he's in front of some of the pay, like yeah. in front of some of the runners, he's literally waving his hands. He wants the competition. I think for Kipchoge in his mind, he's like, finally, somebody that's going to push me. Mm-hmm. I think he would push him yeah. to that sub two hours. Like, yeah. He's going to push him. Like, I feel like there's finally someone that can give him a run for his money. And that if they were to go neck and neck, uh-huh. that's someone like all it's going to happen. It's going to happen if they go together. Yeah. Because you have to think about it. If you're running someone that is doing that is, hasn't been anywhere close or yeah. maybe 30 seconds yeah. or 10 seconds or 15 seconds mm-hmm. off of the sub, like you it's like, okay, you can push me, but were you, like, all out of gas? Yeah. Whereas knowing that someone was two seconds off, you know, close mm-hmm. to your time, it's neck and neck. Like, I would love to see them do the challenge that he's doing in October. Like, I would love to see to both see of them. Bikela Honestly, it's it. not. Bikela yeah. and Kipchoge, Kipchoge neck and neck? I would love to see well, that. Well, I'm, I'm, well. Obviously, it's not going to happen. The only reason I don't want to see, because, I mean, yes, I know a lot of, that? well, this is the thing. Yes, it is going to be entertaining to watch Kipchoge try to go sub two hours. Yes. But it's not official. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just I one of those it. people. I, I need it to be official. Like, okay, you ran a win-aided, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. I, I follow that kind of stuff. I need you to be in conditions that certify this as a world record. Now, the reason I don't mind this time, because Kipchoge has a world record. So right. this time, I'm like, you know what? He's a world okay. record holder. So, hey, so more power to you. So you're not about it no more? No, I still want to see it. Oh. I want to see if he can do it, but I, I really wish he was doing it in a race. I think if, depending upon how it happens and the outcome of it, yeah. I think a race for, with, with them two is coming up. Well, I mean, it's Obviously definitely not this up. year, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, maybe a race sometime in 2020, like a showdown between them two. Yeah, I, most definitely. So, but yeah, it was, like I said, a lot of people are giving goat to, to Bekele because of his mountain of work. And like I said, Two seconds, marathon, two seconds, that's dead heat. Considering they weren't running head to head, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a dead heat with the uh with the marathon time. Even okay, but Kipchoge, hey, he's what is he, nine in a row now? Mm-hmm. He's nine in a row. You can't sleep on that considering, you know, Bekele has three DNFs, but good God. Yeah. When you look at his resume But I, sometimes DNFs make you stronger. Okay. I'm being devil's advocate. <laughs> I don't know what you talk about. Y'all, if y'all could have seen Tommy, I'm just saying, like, obviously, people, when people continuously DNF, there's something you need to go back to the drawing board mm-hmm. and work on, obviously, right? Yeah. Like, or it's just not your day. Like, sometimes well, we yeah, have to realize, yeah. too, like, with marathons, anything can happen. It's oh, just yeah. not your day. Yeah. You know, if your body's just not doing what it needs to do, like, it could just happen. But I understand what you're saying. Like, DNF is. Well, it's a different. Okay. So, DNF for an elite athlete or an elite marathoner is different than a DNF for you and I. Yeah. I mean, there's elite marathoners that, that pull themselves out of races in the beginning. Cause they know it's just not going to be their yeah, day. They're not, not going to put their body yeah. through the 26.2. They know they can finish a 26.2 exactly. for us. It's like, okay, I'm going to finish this thing regardless mm-hmm. of the time kind of thing. So yeah. I do know that there's a definitely a difference, but congratulations. Yes. Either way, Michaela, I, I, Hey, I am not worthy, bro. <laughs> you, you, the man, he I did mean, his thing. It he was did his thing. so beautiful to watch. It was. I was, I was, was, I mean, it's very rarely am I, and maybe in the in the world of Kipchoge, very rarely am I surprised about a finish mm-hmm. of a marathon. Kipchoge mm-hmm. is the show, and I'm not worried about anybody else around him. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 definitely going to be interesting. Now, when is his thing? Is it the end of October? They haven't officially, from my understanding, they still haven't dropped the actual date, but it's it's in October, but yeah. they haven't dropped the official date. I think it's going to happen. It's going to be announced within the next couple of weeks. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I'm definitely um, yes. looking forward to that. Now, as far as everybody else that was running. <sighs> so, and I'm just, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there that this is, has been the world of social media Today, we, you know, obviously you all know we record on Tuesdays. And so today, October 1st, there has been a heap of information, a heap of just 
individuals posting about the Berlin Marathon. So there has been, from my observation, there's been three different individuals that have basically written to the Berlin Marathon and they were considered or they are considered back of the pack runners. So Mm -hmm. they are your individuals that usually are run walking, maybe walking a little bit more, but they are the back of the pack and the people that may be a little bit concerned about race cutoffs. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the three individuals that I observed that did the, the not observed, but that have posted about their experience basically are very upset with the Berlin marathon and feel like as the back of the Packers, they were not treated fairly. Mm-hmm. So of course, just, just a little sidebar, Berlin marathon does have a six hour and 15 minute, cutoff time mm-hmm. um it also said in regulations and this is something that everybody should do is to read the rules and regulations don't just look yeah. at the packet and yeah. i got my number whatever mm-hmm. but you should look at the rules and regulations in the rules and regulations it did explicitly say that if you do not cross the finish line if you don't cross the mat you will not get a medal yeah. a contro like that mm-hmm. it was specifically written in the guidelines so these the three individuals that have posted on social media about it have expressed that they feel like it was very unfair they were told that they could go to the sideline or excuse me not the sideline to the sidewalk to finish their race and the volunteer Tears expressed to them that they could finish and that they expressed they thought that they would have a finished mat up and available and obviously getting a medal. Gotcha. When they finished, that did not happen. So they they did the 26.2 miles. No um, finishing mat was available. One of the individuals said that the uh, there was a mat that was out, but it was barricaded with it was obviously had barricades yeah, around it. Get to it. There was no clock up. Um, there was no one out there giving around, giving away medals. And for them, it's very disheartening because they're like, we actually did 26.2 miles and I travel and they travel internationally to obviously run this race. And basically they have no time. So they get no time. There no. There's no time documented that they finished this race, they finish the race, and there's no medal that is there. So you all know that social media can be very uh, savage. Sa- yes. <laughs> Social media can be very much a savage, you know, a savage. Mm -hmm. And as a person that could be considered the back of the pack, some days I can be really Mm -hmm. considered back of the pack. Um, I have a very sore spot for the back of the pack runners being able to bring them in course closures, everything. But I also know how much it does, how much race directors have to put on to do these races. It costs money to keep those roads open. Closures, closures, all of that. It's a lot of things that come behind it. And these regulations are not out there for no reason. Exactly. So at the end, you keep there's, there's there. nobody up there. <laughs> She's scared somebody coming right. down there. I'm steps. like, what is what is up there? Every time he looks. Anyway, <laughs> so there has been a lot of conversation on social media about some people are saying because these participants ran the 26.2 miles, they should still get a medal regardless. Why are you looking like that, Tommy? <laughs> okay, I'm just letting you finish. So for me, and I'm just going to give my honest mm-hmm. opinion. If you didn't finish the race within the time that was expected and it was in the guidelines, this is not a participation medal. This is a finisher's medal. There you go. So for me, I don't sign up for races that I know that I can't meet meet the time requirement. Mm -mm. And the other piece of it is I only want a medal that I actually completed the race. So if I go to a race and the finishing thing is not down, my Mm -hmm. time is not recorded online, I can't look at athletes, I don't want my medal. Exactly. And I understand some of the individuals feel that I have done the distance and you can look at my watch. You can look at an app. You can do Mm -hmm. I have done the distance. But that was not how the race was supposed to be started and finished. What's your thought on that, Tommy? Okay, I want to go to just to kind of to make my point. Ultra running. The Mm -hmm. whole thing with ultra running is you got to finish that those miles Mm -hmm. in a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. There are people that do finish like a hundred miler. If you don't do it within, like they say, they give you 40 hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Tough noogies. I mean. Right. And that's, this. I think this should be the same thing. I, like you said, why would you want, I mean, the challenge is, yes, to finish 26 miles, 26.2 miles mm-hmm. within a certain amount of time. That that's is the piece the, that I think that gets left off. Chal- right. But yeah. And like you said, this is not a participation medal. Mm-hmm. This is a medal for achieving the what's within the regulations. If it becomes a participation, I'm sorry, participation medal, mm-hmm. 
you know, I mean, so I cut the course. I should still get a medal. I do this. I should still get a medal mm-hmm. just because I was out here today. Right. And I think that, so a lot of the, so there's been a lot of back and forth as far as the respect factor to back of the pack runners. So one mm-hmm. of the comments that was made was why even don't, well, let me say this. Don't some of the individuals that are back of the pack runners are saying, don't tell me to not reach for a goal that I want. So for some back of the pack runners, they don't care about they to the fact that they're out there and they made it to Berlin, they've mm-hmm. gone through the training, they've yeah. done all of that. They want the understanding and the, the the respect that they should get for being out there. Whereas some runners are like, you know what? I understand that we all train, we all do what we had to mm-hmm. do, but if you can't finish the time, don't do it at all. But some some back of the pack runners are basically saying, so you telling me not to reach high for goals? Like, so I shouldn't be, if I want to run a, a marathon, you're telling me I shouldn't try to, you know, I shouldn't try to do it? No. And I'm like, well, we all have goals. I, I gave an example. Mm-hmm. What if I wanted to swim or I wanted to be able to uh, swim and I can't swim? Am I just going to go jump in the ocean? <laughs> And knowing that I can't swim and hope that it works out. No, that's not the case. You're going to have to put the time and the effort in. And with that, you want to be able to survive. And it's the same way with the marathon. You want to be able to survive again within the time frame that is there. Mm -hmm. And I, I tread very lightly because I, it is very difficult to watch back of the pack runners trying to make it to the finish Stuff is not there. They don't know which way to go, left, right, any of that. There's no aid stations. One of the individuals said that she hadn't didn't have any aid stations past 15K mark. So running 15K. several, yes, running several miles without any, if, you, if she didn't bring her own hydration or whatever it was, you didn't get any kind of aid station at all. But we also have to understand that means volunteers. That means road closures. That means so many other things. And it costs time and money to be able to do that. 15K. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not from Europe, so I don't actually really know exactly how metrics work, but I know a 10K is six miles. Yes. So like nine-ish miles. So are you telling me that they didn't? <laughs> okay. But you have to think about time. Well, no, my point is, no, I guess that's my thing. So they mm-hmm. didn't make it past a nine, the, in a 26.2 race, in they time. had not mad, passed a nine mile. So they were breaking it. So. I guess what you're saying is they broke it down after a certain amount of time because, mm-hmm. but they were, if they could have picked up their pace, they might have run into a, an aid sca- station. Is That's what you're correct. Saying. Okay. I got, now I'm understanding. Yeah, they okay. may have run into it. And they did have uh, sweeper buses, but mm-hmm. some, of the, some of the arguments that one of the three individuals were mentioning was, if you're going to sweep me off the course, sweep me off on course do, and tell me that I can't finish, don't have the sweepers out there, not pick us up, say that we can finish. And then when we get to the end, there's nothing there for us. I, I mean, because okay. for X, for example, mm-hmm. in Tokyo, they have a cut off. Yeah. Like if you don't make it by the 10 K yeah. mark by a certain time, you are off the course and you cannot yeah. finish. So th- I think that if, if Berlin was to adapt anything in that, maybe yeah. there should be, sweepers sweep me like if it's if you can't make it to a certain part certain mark you're just off the course regardless yeah i i mean uh, yeah I, I i'm sorry i can't i'm i can't give any sympathy um if it is posted it might be one thing if you know they said well yeah you got all the time in the world but if it was posted before you actually started the race you know Read your participation guide. That's all I can tell you. Definitely was in the guidelines and Mm -hmm. the time that was there. And I mean, my thing is it definitely is disheartening to spend the time, the money and the energy to go all the way to Berlin. And for this to happen, um, are you saying like, okay, you should have known that you could do it before you left the U S of a, is that what you're saying? If you want to ask me directly? Yes. I'm not going to go to Berlin knowing that there's a six, 15 cutoff knowing knowing that I can't even do it in the States. Like I will not as a runner do that, but I also feel like there is a different mentality between runners. There's runners that are like, you know what you giving me a six fifteen cutoff. I'm going to train my butt off to ensure that my, Mm -hmm. my, my metal, my travel, my everything is not in jeopardy at all. And I'm going to do this. And then there's runners that say, you know what? Forget that 615. I got it into Berlin. I've been struggling. I've been trying to do this. I'm trying to show people that don't mm-hmm. think that we can run that I'm going to do this regardless yeah. of what time I am. So there's yeah. a different mentality with racers or runners that feel like, you know, I'm going to do this regardless. But for me personally as India, I would not go out the country or I, I wouldn't run a race at all. 
knowing that I may be in jeopardy to not making the finish time. I'm really trying to, you know, play devil's advocate and kind of take, you know, think about the person, you know, that kind of, but uh, I, it's just hard for me to do. It's, I understand. It's, it's hard for me to, to, cause I understand back of the Packers. That's that I understand. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I understand race directors have to do what they got to do. Yeah. You know, they can't just have people sitting there. now. New York Marathon, New York City Marathon, and that's happens different. to have people are comparing. Yes, I think that's the issue. But it's not. It, it wasn't started by New York City Marathon. It wasn't mm-hmm. started by the Roadrunners of New York City. No, it was started by a group. Right. That started doing it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Project Finish. So if anybody yeah. has ever or never has have uh-huh. heard of that, so for the New York City Marathon Project Finish, you can look it up online. They have articles and everything. Stephanie Stephanie Pennell. Pennington is one of the individuals that started to organize this. It's actual volunteers that go out at 7.30 p.m. for the New York City Marathon to cheer in, make sure that those people that are in the back of the pack, those people that are out there when it's dark, still get their medal, still get cheers, still get Mm -hmm. high fives along the course. So I think that if you're comparing that race to every marathon that you run, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Like every race is not going to do that. And of course, now the race director or when Peter was the race director for New York city, um, New York road runners, he participated in that. A lot of the elite stay back yeah, for the New York city marathon did, yeah. did that, but every marathon is not like that. Exactly. So if you're going to compare the marathons to that, then it's just not going to happen like yeah. that. Um, but it's it's also one of those things that we have to understand that rules are rules. Yes. Um, and I don't want to I don't want any of the back of the pack runners, including myself, to be disheartened or feel like you don't want to ever run a marathon if you ran Berlin and it was a bad experience for you. This is one marathon, a different country, a different place, but there's race cutoffs in the US, you know. So at the end of the day, you have to do what you have to do. And I know some people gave a suggestion of running marathons that have a more lenient cutoff. Exactly. There are marathons. I think it is um, Little Rock. I think they have a seven hour cap or something. So seven or eight hour okay. cutoff time, which is a little is more lenient yeah. for individuals that yeah. may be back to back runners. So signing up maybe for those working on getting your time where mm-hmm. it can be so that you can you can get it. So and I think what we also have to realize is that getting into some of the first of all, the world majors, but getting into some of these more a world major or international races yeah, is very difficult for Americans to get into. And it's very limited of how many of, you know, how many yeah. of us get over there. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is we don't want to, I guess, set a negative precedence to how Berlin or Tokyo or anybody else looks at us as runners as if, you know, we're now have all this negativity around being able to finish their races, but and, and you stay know, positive back of the pack runners. You can do it. Exactly. Stay positive. <laughs> but always remember, because now I have gone out and run races and not really trained. But fortunately, I'm I'm able to do that and right. still, you know, finish in a, mm-hmm. in a reasonable time. But even if you are back at a packer, look at yourself in the mirror. Did you actually train? Did you did you actually train to the best of your ability? So I'm going to be devil's advocate mm-hmm. on that, right? So I was discussing with somebody, and we were like, mm-hmm. well, someone that walked a full marathon, right? Yeah. Potentially could do, like, a 16-minute mile, and that would be, like, that's the average walk, right? Like, it's average 16-minute mile for, for, for some, some people. people. Exactly, Exactly. Yes. For some people, a 16-minute mile is a walk. Yeah. For some people, a 6-minute mile is a walk to them, <laughs> yes. right? Or a 7-minute <laughs> mile is a walk to them. So yeah. I think it's definitely subjective in in regards to what your walk looks like, what your jog looks like. Yeah. And if, if a seven hour marathon or a seven and a half hour marathon or eight minute, I mean, eight hour marathon, it could look very different for different people. I think we do have to train and, and, and I, I don't, I don't think that the any of these three individuals did not train. I think that they did train, but their ability to execute is just different than ours. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not accusing them of not training, but mm-hmm. all I say is you always got to look yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Can and, I really do this? Yeah, exactly. You got to, mm-hmm. I mean, at some point you got to go, hmm, did I really train enough? Am I ready for this? If not, maybe I don't need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, but we, I mean, honestly, we could probably talk about this one. Yeah, but of course yeah. it's the, pl- it's the, the pleasure of, and this will be my last comment about it, uh-huh. the pleasure of I did a marathon. I think that there's some people that's out there that says I completed 26.2 miles. I don't care what you say. You're not going to take it away from, away from me. But then there's also people that I completed 26.2 miles within the time that it was supposed to be. And that's a real marathon. So I think that there's, you know, do you go out just to finish or do you go out to execute a time? 
So well, yeah, I mean, because uh, um, it, it is my last comment. Mike Martinez, run fan. Mike Martinez. Mm-hmm. One of his biggest stories is he ran a marathon. Mm-hmm. He got to the finish line and there was nobody there. Right. He had to go and find. He got his medal, but he was not listed. And when he talks about it, um, he was told that he you are not. You, if it's not written down somewhere, mm-hmm. you did not finish that marathon. Right. And that's why he ended up running Publix. Right. And you time. have to get over the mats, y'all. Like the mm-hmm. mats are very important. And speaking of that, one thing that I think Berlin Marathon. So it's it's been stated that there were family members and people at Berlin that were swiping medals. So it doesn't sound like the. And of course, all of this, guys, is hearsay, social media stuff. Yeah. And, you know, so mm-hmm. me or Tommy were not there, but this is just social media explaining yeah. and from people that did run the marathon, but explaining that medals were being swiped for people that didn't even run. So was it really that the medals were, they were out of medals or was it that they uh, just did, you know, yeah. what exactly did happen in regards to that? In Berlin Marathon, if it was the fact that you didn't police the medals well enough, yeah. that's something that they would need to do better with next year. Definitely. So, definitely. But that's not cool. Congratulations <laughs> to everyone that did, that finished and was happy and enjoyed their stuff because I heard it rained after the elites finished. It started yeah. raining. Um, so I'm glad everybody safely finish Congrats the, to everybody, uh, the yes. marathon and back of the punk run, back of the pack runners or any runners keep doing your thing do what you can do just you know don't forget to read the rules and regulations exactly exactly <laughs> read your policy as i tell all my insurers um <laughs> check your policy we don't cover that yes <laughs> now so, mm-hmm. um a lot, a lot of stuff has been going on since the last time we got to talk. Right. But this morning, actually, the first thing I saw on my little uh, timeline on my uh, Android was Alberto Alberto Salazar. And the reason I want to talk about this is because Albert, Alberto Salazar is like a hero of mine. Mm. He is one of the reasons I started running when I was younger. Mm. He's the reason I went and bought some. I had, Ma, I, I need some running shoes. I need some running shorts. <laughs> and I need you to follow me in the car. So, following you in the car. I'm, I'm waiting on the day that I can get followed in the car. I be seeing people do that. Or on a bike. Can someone follow uh, me on a bike while I do my bike. long run? <laughs> so, um, but he's the reason he 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 won Boston. He's running New York City Marathon. But at this point in his career, he was the coach for the Oregon Project, which mm-hmm. is Nike's project. I'm sure everybody's seen it, the skull with the little, right. little reefs around it. Mm-hmm. So he got a four-year ban. And this has been going on for a while. Right. They've been talking about it. He was a four-year ban. For um, for doping. Right now, he coached um because Oregon Project had you know Mo Fair, um Galen Rupp, mm-hmm. um and a few other you know famous elites. Um, he's actually coached, and um now in this investigation, none of the elite runners were mentioned. Mm. Um, it was all about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the arbitration committee that eventually brought down the four year ban, they stated that, you know, even though that they, they, they guess they basically stated he didn't intentionally mm, try okay. to dope. Like, and they said that he was very conscientious about checking with, um, the um the the doping uh committee or us usada they're the uh doping association they basically the one that keep that, that tracks that kind of thing and does all the tests um that he would check with them to verify that he was running a clean program but in the end i guess he wasn't okay cuz they're giving him you know this this four year ban from track and field and running my question is do you think eventually the people that i mean if he got if he's getting a four year ban for doping, he had to dope somebody. I think they're gonna investigate for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that it's gonna go unrecognized. Mm-hmm. I mean, athletes get checks all the time though. And we're gonna talk about that one next. Okay. Yeah. But because the 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 amount of checks that they get, they get because I know that um so Mill Fair will post about his mm-hmm. um and he'll say one more test. And then I know that Allison Felix, she mentioned, uh-huh. she'll mention some too, like how, cause they have to report where they are, where they're staying at hotels and they actually can do random pop-ups to ask for uh-huh. urine and all that yeah. stuff. So, yeah. So I think that they will be invested. I don't think the investigation is done. Yeah. I, but I would hate to see Galen or anybody go down. Because I would hate of, that too. Yeah. Because, I don't want to assume. Well, they said he would do stuff like have them like take asthma medicine, even though they didn't have asthma. Because supposedly he was just one of those guys that it got as close to the edge as possible to help his runners get the most 
mm. out of the bodies. So, you know, because I'm guessing if asthma medicine is made to open up your lungs, I'm guessing that would help you, okay. you know, running. But that's mm-hmm. just an example of the kind of things they said he would do. Okay. And, you know, that kind of skirted the rules, right. um, basically. Kind of like, you know, a lot of football players now are taking Adderall. Mm. Um, I guess it helps you focus. I don't know. I was a little surprised by that one. Um, But so a lot of athletes do stuff like that using medication, not for the purpose that the medication's out for. And I guess that is illegal, even though it's a legal drug. Right. It's used for the wrong reason. Because you don't have a medical, I guess you can get a, I guess if you actually have asthma, you can get some kind of medical release. To use mm-hmm. it, you know, if you are an elite athlete. But that was a little sad to me because, like I said, he was a hero of mine. He's definitely one of the reasons I, I got into running, you know, when I was, I guess I was maybe in junior high, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, elementary. I'm not even remembering anymore. Um, It was so long. You know, I'm old as hell, so it was a long time ago. Now, you talk about the amount of times they get, they get tested. They get tested. So, Christian Coleman. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're calling him the fastest man alive. He ran a 9.79 at the World Championships in Doha. He won the gold medal for the 100, 100 meters. Right. But he was um, being investigated by the USA, USADA recently, not because he failed any tests, because he missed two scheduled tests. Okay. So they were investigating him and they eventually cleared him so he had time, you know, just in time so he could go to the World Championships and do this. Mm-hmm. Now, he posted about it, and, you know, he said exactly what everybody, I just get, te- you know, it's so much testing and da 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 Okay. At work, I'm sure you, at some point in your life, well, maybe not, I don't know, you know. But anyway, at what, some point. drug tested? No, not drug tested. Oh. You had a job where you had to clock in. Yeah. Now, if you missed clocking in, mm-hmm. were you late? Like, yeah. say you came in, you just missed clocking in, but you just went into work. Were you were you considered late? Yeah. So you had to, even though you were actually in there working physically, uh-huh. I was considered late documenting, and then there was regulations on exactly like, adjusting it. Yeah, that's how I feel when all these guys talk about the doping. Okay, okay, you want to be an elite runner? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what goes. If you just want to, if, if you just, oh, I just want to run. Look, I got some miles tomorrow. You can come run with me if that's all you want to do is run. <laughs> right. But if you want to be an elite runner, this is a part of being an elite runner. Mm-hmm. He basically would like, because they're supposed, they're supposed to know where he is all the time. Mm-hmm. He would like go out of town, not tell nobody, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, he was just saying that that's not enough that it should keep me out. I was like, is it a rule? Did, did you know it was a rule before you left town? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Then you gotta follow the rules. I'm I'm sorry until they change them. Right. So that's why I don't give any. I mean I don't care how many times they test. You knew this. If you if you don't like it, go do something else. So does it go to you again? Regulations or regulations? Pretty much. Yeah. I, I work in insurance. <laughs> yes. It's black and white. It's, for you. Hey, um, on your policy page three, it says. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah, I mean, I think that it definitely comes with the territory. I can understand that it becomes probably tedious and frustrating because you want to just do your life. But if it comes with it and if you're trying to get paid to do what you're doing, exactly, you got to follow the regulations. It's like you getting paid to run. Mm-hmm. People are giving you money to run. Right. Give me a break. Yes. Okay. So, okay. I'm off my soapbox. You now. done? Yeah, I'm done. But that's just my little thing. But congratulations for, you know, Christman, Christian Coleman for, because he's from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He ran for UT, University of Tennessee. But he is, at this point in the world, the fastest man alive. <laughs> Have you watched any of the world championships? I've been watching random stuff. Yeah. What do you think? I'm not, so I think I've lost excitement not really lost excitement for track and field but just it's it's one of those things I feel like so I can oh my goodness and I'm not because I you know do that no the future marathon is a running 10ks and 5ks right now those guys that are winning world championships yes. are going to people you're going to be cheering for one day in 20 years <laughs> <laughs> I would say that they're the people that are doing like maybe 15s and stuff. Some people that are doing the sprints at fives and tens, I don't know if they're going to graduate to no, to no marathon. Like no, that's, I mean, no, that's a hype. 10Ks and 5Ks. Those okay. are the guys that are going to eventually roll over and start running marathons when they get old. I don't think so. What do you, okay. I think people for that are running the 
that are in 15s and stuff might graduate to to marathons. But okay. there's a lot of sprinters that are like, I'm not here for that long distance stuff. Okay, the top marathoners right now. And I don't think all of them. The top marathon, most of them. Most okay. of the top mar- the top ones. Now, there's a lot of marathons out there who probably never run track and field. Right. Like they only run, they they went straight from the womb to running marathons. Yeah, cross but country maybe. Kipchoge, uh, Beleke, um, Mo Fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had track life. Yeah, they I got get it. Yeah. I yeah. think Mo Farah still wants one. I don't think I don't think he's completely let it go. Yeah, and congratulations to Alex. Like why we're talking about it. Allison Felix that has now um, received the most like medals and has yes. continuing. Like I don't want to go without you know acknowledging yeah. her. And I think the fact that she just came back after a pregnant having a baby came back with a vengeance. Like her speed is there and she is doing her thing. So congratulations, making, Allison e- Felix. Making every woman that just had a kid look bad. Making what? them all look bad. Why you think that? Because it is not. I mean, I told you after I saw that baby come out of Heather, I was like, "You ain't ever gonna run again." Are you kidding me? But for her to go through that, yeah, and now is <laughs> winning gold medals. She's doing her thing. I and mean, amazing. She is ensuring that that there's. She is not allowing her having a child to hold her back from being amazing. So yes. I think that that's something that we definitely have to. Give her kudos and props too. So, what have you watched since you did you watch the women's world? I've been Championship? watching clips, so I haven't sat down okay. and watched full ones. So, I've been watching clips. I tried to watch the women's world championship because mm-hmm. it was so hot. It looked like they were moving in slow motion. I cannot. I mean, they looked so forty percent of mm-hmm. the field dropped out because of the humidity, and they ran at midnight. Right. Humidity, we, well, we know that. Yes. Living here in Atlanta, humidity will do some things to you. Speaking exactly. of that, it's October and it's still 90 degrees outside here in Atlanta. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. If you run in the afternoon, <laughs> I don't run in the afternoon. <laughs> but, um, and they said that the, uh, the, the attendance is low. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going down to a, okay, why did we put the world championship? Because the world championship, like when it was in you know, like Munich, mm-hmm. places like that, it was, it's packed every night. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting to watch. They're like, these guys are running, you know, with crowds of less than, you know, 10,000. Yeah. You know, in the stands. I don't think that we should discredit. I think it should still go on. No, no, no. It shouldn't have gone on in Doha mm-hmm. because of the heat. It should have gone someplace that the temperature would be more in line with the type of um, the conditions need to be better for the runners. Exactly, being, especially being the, of the the events that they're doing. And the men's marathon is going to be this coming Saturday, so I'm mm-hmm. interested to see that one. I'm gonna. What time is that? I do not know. We might actually. I don't know. Okay. But because I I was home for the women, so I'm guessing it's probably if it's midnight. I'm guessing mm-hmm. they're going to do it at midnight again. So it should be a time that we're settled. You know, we're right. you know it's a, in the well. I don't know. Something that we can You watch. live that life. I don't know. I'll be, don't out, I'll I'll be, be out, out in the streets. I'll be at home drinking hot cocoa. Shut up. I do not be out in these streets like that. <laughs> well, I wanted to give a big shout out. So I know that um, probably about four episodes ago, we announced that Jerome Scales, um, a, a Atlanta runner of ours that passed away a couple months ago, um, Atlanta Track Club has now officially named his race. And it is Jerome Scales Southside 12K, and that is taking place here um, in Atlanta on January 11th. Um, I think registration opens on December 12th, so look out for that. Um, and it is a uh, 12K, so it's a little over seven miles. So for those that want to train up for that, definitely do that. I'm really excited. I received my um, – we were, we ordered some T-shirts that had remembrance of him on them, and I got my T-shirts, so I'm really excited. But for those that live in Atlanta, especially those that knew Jerome – the 12K Southside Jerome Scales 12K is going to be something that you don't want to miss. It's going to be a great race. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm going to make sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make I haven't run that race in a while, but I'm going to make I, sure. Yeah, I don't think I've I, think, run I it. want to say I've run it once or twice. It's but I'm going to make sure. Because I think they used to run it in the city, and they moved it. Because it used to run, because it was two loops mm-hmm. around the MARTA stations down there in Midtown. Like, one, you you ran past the... I can't remember, but it's, it was two loops in downtown, and I think they moved it to the south side, so I haven't run it since it went to the south side. So, But I'll definitely be running it this year. Um, another uh, cohort of Kipchoge did a little something in Copenhagen. Kamaruro, mm-hmm. um, 58-01, half marathon world. Record. Can you imagine that? No. 
I can't either. Wearing vapor, like I can't even wearing, fathom wearing vapor flies. I'm just saying. I when I see because there was a lot of pink vapor flies going on on Broadway. Oh, you know there are gonna be so many uh, vapor flies out. Like every marathon now is just gonna be vapor fly, vapor fly, vapor fly. Yeah. It's just that's it. I just listen. I mean, I've been seeing them, and there's a lot of people that there's a pe- couple people that I followed that Olympic trial qualified, mm-hmm. BQ'd, and they had on those pink vapor flies. Oh, the news, newest ones that released, <sighs> and they were in them. I'm kind of interested. I mean, is anybody else gonna get anybody to run their shoes anymore? Because I mean, if I'm an elite athlete mm-hmm. and I'm seeing all these world records going down. Where am I going? Well, I mean, like Jared Ward, he's with with Saucony, and there's a couple other people that are OT, Olympic trial qualifiers that I think can put down some good stuff. They may not mm-hmm. be world recording, but they're putting yeah. down good times, and they're not in Nikes. Well, no, they're not. But say, mm-hmm. uh, say, okay, it, it you getting ready to start training for your next marathon? You mm-hmm. have a shot at breaking the world's record. You don't have a sponsor. Who are you going to look at? The, the shoe that everybody's wearing, of course. Yeah, 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 I, mean, yeah that's, sure. I think uh, it's going to be hard for somebody, you know, from Adidas or Saucony to go, hey, mm-hmm. wear our shoes when ever, unless they, you know, up their game and they, you know, start making shoes with, you know, some kind of metal plate in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, obviously Hoka came out with their car- carbon, which was supposed to be kind of a, yeah. not a replica, but similar. They're trying to yeah. get there. Um, the hype was there, but I don't think that many people have latched on to the Hoka brand as of yet. Um, a lot of people wear them. They have a lot of mm-hmm. elite sponsorship, um, but it's still not to the caliber of Nike yet. So yeah. I definitely agree. I can't, I, I don't, but I can't put that. Um, I think he's going to be, a uh, pacer for Kipchoge. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah, and and uh and his uh two hour sub two hour uh attempt. Yeah, and all of his pacers, so Kipchoge, all of Kipchoge's pacers have been announced. And I'm I'm looking at those people, those guys. Like those yeah. guys, I mean if they're pacing Kipchoge, they you can uh, they got they yeah. have the speed. So those yeah. are the people that we need to be watching is the people that are pacing with Kip the fast you know, one of the fastest. Like yeah. we need to be watching them because they have the speed and a distance on them. I'd be interested. I wonder if, because in the last thing where he had like, you know, two other guys running, basically running with him for a while anyway, it was really, I mean, I guess they did have somewhat of a crowd. I'm wondering what kind of crowd they're going to have for this. Cause honestly, I think a crowd helps. Mm-hmm. I think just running out there by yourself. Yes. You you have your own mental thing, but I think running in a crowd helps push you. Yeah, I think that they posted they're going to try to get more crowd support. Yeah. I think the last time that they did it, they specifically did not want a lot of crowd support. And they actually, you remember, the the announcers were like, and they're off. And like they, they were whispering. Kevin Hart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, they really set the stage for it to be a quiet, calm environment for the first time. But I think that they're trying, I would think that they would try to do the opposite this time. Because yeah. you need the excitement. Yes. You need the like crowd cheering, roaring, everything. Yeah. You need that. So. I mean, if you... Uh, I'm pretty sure it, the Berlin crowd helped. Because, I mean, when he was, you know, when he kind of fell back and then came back, I can't imagine the crowd did not help him mm-hmm. in, in that fact. But yeah. it was it was definitely, um, it's going to be definitely very, very interesting. Well, they need to hurry up and announce it so that. Um, I saw some, so I thought it was between the, okay. <laughs> it was between, oh, I mean, speaking of going out of the country, you know, Berlin, they've opened. Are you going to throw a name in the hat? I think I'm going to throw my name in a half for a full next year. Um, I haven't decided which one. Okay. I think I'm going to put my name in for Berlin. For Berlin? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if I get in, great. If not, you know, if I don't, then it's going to be New York. I'm going to try for New York. I'm itching for New York. Yeah, I'm itching for New York. And obviously, there's people that try three, four, five, six times and still don't get into New York. So yeah. you might as well put your name in there. But yeah. So, so it opened today and you have until October 30th to put your name in the hat for Tokyo, oh, not Tokyo Lord, put your name in a hat for <laughs> Berlin 2020. So for those people that are interested in doing Berlin 2020, it is a lottery and you have to put your name in a hat. Um, and you have until October 30th. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so just to close out of obviously the weekend, um, I went and saw Britney runs a marathon. So of course I was able to, I was hyped, like literally hyped to watch this movie because obviously as a marathoner, you want to see kind of how they depict it and kind of what it is. 
I was even happier to be able to watch the marathon. Brittany runs a marathon with my boyfriend because it was good to be able to allow him to see kind of the woes that we go through Uh as marathoners. And within the movie, without giving away, I think it's great. And I think everyone should go see it. Yeah. It also depicted how the support that you need when you're training for a marathon during the marathon, what that looks like, the different emotions, uh, ebbs and flows that we go on. It depicted all of that. Yeah. And I think that it was a very good movie and for different arenas. So if you don't have anything to do, you have some extra time, go check out Brittany runs a marathon, support the support it. They actually taped it and filmed it within um, the New York city marathon. It was really good. Of course, there's some things that I feel like they kind of left out, but it was definitely well worth it. And I would see it in the movies. Like it's not one of those that I'm like, Oh, just wait for it to come out on Redbox. No, go see it. It was a good one. Okay. I might. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to see it, but I'll see it. I have to wait until it comes into the house, unfortunately. Um, I understand. But yeah, I, I've heard I've heard good things. Everybody mm-hmm. that I, that saw it said, "Yeah." And now, of course, it it's all movie. been runners that I've you know heard this from. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I, the I, fact yeah. that runners can tell you that it was a good movie yeah. means a lot because we could be like, "They did horrible with that. They missed this, this." And no, it wasn't that. I think they did a very good job with explaining it with. You know, and of course, again, there's some things that they missed, but it wasn't so grandiose where we're like, why? Yeah. Like, why is this movie made? They, I think they hit it pretty head on. Well, let we, now before we get out of here, we're going we're gonna to bring on Coach O real quick. Yes. Let him uh, tell us. Uh, he's going to give, you know, um, a grade. <laughs> a grade <laughs> for what I did w- within my training. 16 weeks of dealing with exactly. India. Exactly. So we're going to uh, <laughs> talk to him right now. And we are back. Yes. yes. The last installment before the B race. B race. The big so race. So we got uh, Coach O. Um, that would be India's coach on the line. How you doing today, Coach? I'm doing very well. How are y'all? Oh, doing We're great. Good. Doing great. So what do you think, Coach? Let's just get right to it. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think India is? Do you Lord. think she's ready for this? She'll finish. That's for sure, <laughs> and, and and we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> it sounds like we had a we had a few setbacks, but nothing that will deter us from finishing. I don't think. I gotcha. I gotcha. Indy, how do you feel? Same. I'm gonna finish it. Um, I'm excited yet very anxious uh-huh. uh, to get it done. Um, I'm definitely going to finish. I'm going to push, um, like you said, some setbacks right now. I'm dealing with some very tight calves and still dealing with that. So I've been in Epsom salt, rolling, stretching, doing everything that I need to do. Uh, but my legs aren't feeling the best this week, but it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Well, good to hear. Yes, good to I'm going to push it. If anything else, I'm going to push it. I mean, it's been 16 weeks of training. So I've been, I have been consistent and, you know, doing things. And of course, some runs had to be canceled just due to different things that have been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. not any of the majority of the training plan was stuck to. Um, okay. So definitely that definitely was not anything that was not done. Yeah. So because, right. you know, I'm not going to put the time in and the effort in and not do it. And of course, I mean, I'm all out there now, so I got exactly. to get it done. So coach, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you got to do it now. As a, as a, you know, you, you've, you've coached other people um, mm-hmm. as an athlete. How did India do through this, this training cycle? <laughs> I would have to say she did very well, and I give her an A-plus in terms of communication, that's for sure, because pretty much every day she kept me posted on how things went, and that's one of the keys to the coach-athlete relationship working out. You have to communicate. Now, things happen, you know, during the course of life. Mm-hmm. You know, we prepare, we always prepare for the best outcomes. Most of us, we do. But it doesn't always happen that way. Mm-hmm. But what we can take away from what we were able to accomplish was being consistent, the communication. And so I would say she's one, she's, she's still yet another step closer toward reaching ultimate goals because, again, we we built a good relationship in terms of being consistent with things. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Now, Coach, are you going to be in town for the race? I won't be in town. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I have a, a, a charity basketball game that I'll be uh, competing in okay. on Saturday. <laughs> so you you play basketball. You run, Coach. You just really. all you just no, all around. 
I'll be in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so coach I have is a, a decent shot. I got I have you. A decent shot, but but I'm protecting my ankles. Yeah, and the the things that I need for running. So mm-hmm. they they already know not to expect too much. <laughs> yeah, and coach, you just finished three back to back marathons in a week, like three yes, weekends in yes. a row. So yeah. yeah, we we believe yeah. you might need a little time to rest. <laughs> he deserves I, I, I some believe, time. I believe it as well. Yes. Well, what is? I mean, I know you just finished the three back to back. So, but what is your next race? What what do you got on tap? Uh, my next race would be Hartford Marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. In two weeks, uh, the the weekend of the twelfth or thirteenth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, is this the first time you're running that one, or is this going to be a, a return to, yes, to it? Yes, it? it'll, it'll be the first. Oh, perfect. I'll be um, running that. Nice. Perfect. Now, India, did you have anything you wanted to say to Coach now that, yeah. now that the, the, the trials are over? <laughs> no, obviously, thank you, um, Coach O, for the time that we definitely have spent. The 16 weeks has been – it's been very different for me, um, needing – obviously knowing – I think there's a couple things that I can take away from the training process. Obviously, warming up, cooling down is very important. It's something that I've learned that I have to do. Like on race day, he has me warming up 10 minutes before Mm -hmm. we take off, which is not something in my years of running that I ever did. Like I used to look at people that was warming up like, "Mm -mm, I need to save all of that (laughs) breath for the race. But warming up, warming up, cooling down is something that's important. Um, So I will be doing that. Just the, the... I think Coach O definitely looked at me and said, you know what, you can do more than what you think you can do. And I appreciate that because he didn't slack off on the on the on my plans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even though I communicated with him when days were hard, you know, life got in the way, was not feeling well, things of that nature. He didn't slack off on the plans. He did adjust. He said, okay, take an extra day or do these many miles versus this many miles. So he did do that. But when I say didn't slack off on the plan, I feel like he still stood he still stood fast to the amount of miles that I was doing and ensuring that he, I was still, he was still executing a good plan for me. So I appreciate that. He definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, because first of all, I've never trained. Well, yeah, for the mar- a full marathon before a half marathon, mm-hmm. I have never trained the way that I have. Um, obviously the la- latter part of my training, I did several weeks of half marathon of like 13 miles. Yeah. And so the distance is, is covered. That's mm-hmm. not the problem. But you know, the piece is me ensuring that my legs turn over and get the pace that I want. And of course, dealing or conquering, I'm not going to say dealing, conquering the hills because it is a different type of race this mm-hmm. weekend. So I am excited about that. Um, I appreciate the communication that he had and being understanding. And he was not a coach that was what's going on. Why haven't I seen where, you, you know, mm-hmm. have you done yeah. this? Like he was not, forceful or aggressive in that way and that was more welcoming and everybody needs a different type of coach so I Mm -hmm. you know I definitely once everything's all said and done after this weekend I'll do my own little piece and you know recap everything but I think that I appreciate those things and it was a good experience I'm glad to hear Good to hear. Now, Coach, real quick, just kind of, you know, of course, you are uh, uh, affiliated with Lace Up Fitness. So just real quick, if you can just say, hey, if anybody else has decided after, you know, listening to India's um, adventure, uh, they want to <laughs> sign up for Lace Up Fitness or sign up with you, um, how would they do that? They would go to laceupfitness.com, choose the plan. It's the the sign up is, is easy if you're technology savvy at all. You, you you won't get lost in the process in doing so. Um, and you could also inbox me um, via Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. And my email address is coachstriggles at yahoo.com. And so. Um, to see whether or not I might be the coach for you. All right, perfect. Yep. Well, we appreciate you taking time out of your day. You go back and relax. I know you <laughs> you should be relaxing now after those marathons. Um, go back and relax. And once again, we appreciate you uh, speaking with us. You're welcome. Thank Thanks, Coach. We'll talk to you later. I got miles after this. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Bye. Okay, India. Yes. So there it is. So I'm gonna finish y'all. Coach is giving you the stamp, the <laughs> approval. It's, it's going time down. To do it. It's going down. I'm excited. It's gonna happen. If you're out there, cheer me on. I'm gonna need all the love, support, prayers, everything. Okay, India. So 
If they want to get in touch with you, how will they do that? You can find me on Instagram at I underscore Indigo, underscore Indigo Runs, E-N-D-I-G-O underscore Runs. And you can find me on Facebook at India Cook. And if you would like to email me, you can email me at milesfromindia at gmail.com. What about you, Tom? And you can reach me at Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two at gmail.com, at tmitch68 on Instagram. And, of course, the Run Duo Instagram. You can DM us there. Yes, yes, yes. We had a lot to talk about a today. To talk and about. it was a great it episode. It was a great, great episode, but you'll be getting another one because we're going to be recording live this from the S- Expo at the Race. Just check us. Uh, if you don't already like us on Facebook, go ahead and like us so when we turn on our Facebook Live, you'll be able to see us live there at the Race Expo on this coming Friday. Yes. Thank you, guys. Peace. Peace.